Welcome to Anchored with Mike Robinson. As you listen today, you will discover what it means to have Jesus Christ as the anchor of your soul. Let's discover Him and find purpose today. It's good to have you with us again on part five. We're talking about pursuing revival. I have my daughter Anna with me again. Uh, she's a teenager, Gen Zer, and um, it's so it's been so encouraging to talk. Uh, we fired each other up during these uh, times that I really don't want them to end. Yeah, uh, we've had a good time, and I again I want to thank everybody who listens and supports us on Anchored with Mike Robinson. This program we pray is blessing you, and touching you. Uh, we've gotten testimonies back that people have said they're being helped, mm-hmm. um, and that's our goal is to is to help them stand through any storm in life. And uh, and I'm going to have you read a scripture at the beginning, and yeah. uh, we're talking about pursuing revival, but I want to talk about being all in mm-hmm. because I think that's something we visit again and again. Um, we, uh, you know, I love. I love the thing that Christianity is progressive. It's we get saved in our spirit and mm-hmm. when we're born again. And then there's this progression of, you know, we are saved, we're being saved, we will be saved mm-hmm. because it's a choice. It's, it's decisions mm-hmm. as we walk with God all the time to keep going or not keep going. And so yeah. it's progressive in our growth, our maturity, our walk. When we talk about revival, I believe there's many times that we're faced with decisions we must make. And so you're going to read uh, something here that Jesus said to his disciples that pertains true to all of us as disciples yeah. today. So I'm going to have you go ahead Yeah, and give us the verse. It's Matthew 16, 24 and 25. This is the NIV version. And it says, then Jesus said to his disciples, whoever wants to be my disciple must deny themselves and take up their cross and follow me. For whoever wants to save their life will lose it. But whoever loses their life for me will find it. Well, that's so good. You know, um, he, uh, he, he tells us really the cost there Mm. of, uh, discipleship. Salvation's free, (laughs) but when we come to following Jesus, there's a, you know, there's a, uh, there's a cost associated with this. And, and so, um, your mom and I, and, you know, at our house, we've been uh, wanting a water softener, water system. And this really spoke to me when I was talking to the gentleman who was going to install it for us. He um, he called me with the price and he'd given me an estimate. And he said, you know, I gave you that estimate price. But he said, you know, I went home and I figured it up. And he said, here's your all-in price. Mm-hmm. And that really just jumped up in my spirit because I, I thought, you know, Christianity has an all-in price. Wow. There is a, there's an all-in price with God. And what we don't realize is Jesus already paid, you know, he paid the all-in price mm-hmm. because while we were still sinners, he died for us. Yeah. You know, he didn't have to come. He right. came and, and he was crucified. He was, he was tortured. He was murdered for our sins. Mm-hmm. Um, he, he gave the all-in price. And even Jesus in the Garden of Gethsemane came to this place where he, had, he was faced with the same decisions that the disciples are faced with here. Wow. He said, you know, Father, if it's possible, let this cup pass from me. Mm. But then after prayer, he said, nevertheless, not my will, but thine be done. Wow. And so Jesus paid the all-in price first. Mm-hmm. And so he's not asking us to do anything he didn't do. Matter of fact, he did more than we'll ever do. Mm. Um, but he requires us, if we're talking about pursuing revival, there is an all in cost. Mm. And even there's a, there's a place too that, you know, the Bible says that when we're going uh, to build, 
we need to sit down first and consider the cost. Ooh. Well, this is Jesus right here making it plain. Mm-hmm. Listen, if you're going to be my disciple, you got to number one, you got to deny yourself. Mm-hmm. Then you got to take up your cross and you got to follow me. Mm-hmm. And what he was saying is, you, they're going to have to decide. Right. Are you all in or not? Yeah. yeah. You know, in John 6, he, he comes to his disciples and he said, you know, it says, the Bible says that he, he said things that were hard to be understood, mm-hmm. hard to be received. And he looks at his disciples and he said, uh, it said many left him at that point. They left Jesus. Wow. And Jesus looks at the guys he's got left and he said, are you going to leave all too? You, you want to hmm. leave also? And what he was saying was, I'm giving you an opportunity. You, you don't, wow. I'm not going to command you make, mm-hmm. pay this price. I'm not going to make you pay this price. I'm giving you an option here. You got options. Wow. Are you willing yeah. to give it all or not? Hmm. So when it comes to revival, it's not all light and fluffy. <laughs> not sunshine and rainbows. <laughs> yeah. So it's like, are you all in or not? Wow. Are you going to pay the the all in price? And um, wow, we could go on and on about this. But mm-hmm. with pursuing revival, I think it's that willingness to give all. Mm. Yeah. I think what's really interesting as I've been stirred in my heart and I've been convicted, and I think it's so funny that with this warning, it comes with layers of conviction and him just pulling everything back and you just being humbled again and again. And it's beautiful. It's not shameful ever because it's from God. If it is shameful, it's not from him. And I think during this time that I've been stirred, I have had like a call to fasting, a call yeah. to this sacrifice that brings you, it, it brings you, it's preparing you. It's preparing you yeah. to, to bring revival. It's, it's that sacrificing. Yeah. It's that laying yourself <laughs> down. You desire to do yeah. it because you know, at the end of it, like, even if I don't in myself, I'm like, okay, I really don't want to do this. I want to eat this food or mm. I want to do this thing or I want to watch that movie or whatever. And just, you know, revel in my flesh. Wow you are drove to go anyways and fast anyways and pursue him anyways and lay on your face anyways, because you know, by the end of it, it's going to, it's going to be, you're going to be closer. You're going to see him. You know it. Like you believe that and you go into that. It just drives you you to that place. You count the cost. And like Mm -hmm. the Bible says, you realize he's the pearl of great price. Yeah. Yeah. He's worth the price. Mm. But man, you, you start talking about fasting and a lot of Christians, they start, it's like they want to, <laughs> they want to shut you up. They want to shut you down. Yeah. They want to put, you know, put in their AirPods and mm-hmm. listen to something else mm. because fasting is like that's that's really to them. It's taking up their cross. Yeah, and it is. All, it I mean, is. Our flesh it's hard. Yeah, our flesh doesn't like fasting. I'm not trying to belittle that. No, no, yeah. But it should be commonplace. I mean, whether we like it or not, mm. we should we should live yeah. a fasted lifestyle. We yeah. we should. It's you true. and I both know what it's like to struggle with food mm-hmm. and food addictions. Oh yeah. And in our family, it's in our family line and Mm -hmm. it's, that's our old DNA. We have a new DNA and we're breaking that. Amen. And, and so fasting, it's, it's amazing. I'll get upset if I'm asked to fast for a doctor's appointment, Mm. but if I know I'm doing it for the Lord, I'm okay. (laughs) And the same way about eating, I can get hangry if, if I, if I'm not allowed to eat anything at home, but when I'm Mm -hmm. doing it unto the Lord, Mm. it's different. And so I guess the rest of my life, I'm going to have to look at it. Like (laughs) I got to eat right because I'm doing it unto the Lord. Mm -hmm. And I also believe that's important, but you know, some things don't change, but by prayer and fasting Mm. and, and some things, some kind of unbelief don't get out of us without fasting. Mm -hmm. And so 
you talk about denying yourself. I think fasting is mm. bottom line. Wow. That's that's baseline denying yourself is fasting. Mm-hmm. You're denying your flesh. Yeah. What your flesh wants. We're coming into a time of the year we fast. You mm-hmm. know, we're going, we're going to go into a 21-day fast in the midst of this right now while we're talking. Yeah. And and so I just want to encourage people that fasting is part of the all-in price. Mm-hmm. It is. Prayer and fasting. Well, some people, you know, Christianity today says, well, that's bondage. Anything, you mm, know, wow. you know, that's, that's just bondage. It is not bondage. Yeah. Oh Believe my gosh. Me, the freedom, the freedom it brings wow. you, the freedom, the, 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 the connectivity with God mm-hmm. that it makes us closer and more sensitive to God is important. We, we need to understand that we're, um, we're, we're being unhooked. Uh, I believe it was Lisa Bevere that said this, that fasting unhooks us from this world and mm. hooks us to God and, and fasting. I want to encourage people. You fast. It, it, it does. It unhooks you from this world and hooks you to God. Mm-hmm. You know, I joke many times, you know, Keith Collins, you know, uh, he's family to us. Yeah. And, uh, you know, Keith and I have been together many years in ministry and as friends. And, you know, when I first met Keith, I was just a new Christian and he was just a young man, 19 years old. And he was my pastor (laughs) and I just did what he did. And fasting was one of the first things he taught me. I went to his house one day and I said, what are you doing? And he's like, I'm fasting. And I was like, can I do it too? (laughs) And I didn't know what I was asking. And I said, what do we do? And he's like, well, you, you know, when you would eat, we are going to read the word and pray, you Mm. know? And so, um, so I'm like, okay, so how long do we do this for? And it was like 10 days. And so I'm like, my first fast was a 10 day fast. I don't think Keith realized that maybe he did. I don't know. I, you know, I've never asked him that question. I need Should, to in person, yeah. but I've never asked him, but, but we did a 10 day fast and he, we, he said he, I could eat a Tic Tac or a lifesaver on Sundays because we didn't want wow. anybody to have smell our breath. You know, you're not yeah. supposed to let anybody know what you're doing, mm-hmm. you know, not supposed to let them know you're fast. And, and then I shared this too, in the midst of it at the time, I was working a job where I was working a sales job where I was in an office and all of a sudden the owner of my business, he, uh, he said, we're, I bought a piece of property. We're going to switch it up. You're not going to be in the office. We're going to go out and work out in the woods and chip brush on this development. And so anyhow, uh, we, we did that and I actually passed out. Uh, I was fasting and I, I passed out under a tree. And, uh, oh he said, gosh. he was like, what's wrong? I'm like, I, I, I'm fasting. And he was like, why didn't you tell me? I was like, I, I'm not supposed to tell anybody. I was just a new Christian. I didn't know what I was doing. It's beautiful, though. And so he's like, well, what can I do for you? I was like, get me a milkshake. And, and so oh, man. I was revived with a milkshake during my fast. Wow. But anyhow, those are just stories of just being radical for Jesus. Yeah. Just, Wanting revival. I, if it was going to draw me closer to God, I wanted it. Mm. And so I think as we go into this year, we need to, if we're going to fast, uh, we need to have that hunger yeah. All that in. there's there's meat to eat in God that we don't know about. Mm-hmm. Just like Jesus. He said, they told him to eat. And he said, no, I got things. I got something from the Father that I'm chewing wow. on That's that beautiful. you all don't know about. And so we believe we believe people to pursue revival this year in 2023. Mm-hmm. But we be, we believe to get downloads from heaven. We yeah. believe to get strategies, fresh strategies from heaven. Mm-hmm. But we really want revival. Man, yes, I want to see yes. revival. I know, and, and I'm going to share uh, here, but I know 2023 is going to be a year of great change. 
Mm. I have I have just been getting that in prayer. It's going to be earth-shaking change. Wow. Is going to happen in 2023. And I believe we need to be prepared and we need to be um we need to pursue revival if ever. Mm-hmm. We need to pursue revival. <laughs> we need to um come through on that. And uh so, you know, you know, where are you at with this, Anne, as we go into this year? Yeah, I think practically, like we talked about, fasting is one of those things that does prepare you. Like, I would argue that that's almost vital for preparation, at least at it one is. season. You know what I mean? Just for a season. I am, do, we're doing this Nazarite vow. If you don't know what that is, you could research it. Lou Engel is someone who wrote a book on it. And it is, a large part of it is fasting, not just from food, but also from other things such as media, social media. And I am continuing that. That'll be going for most of 2023, actually. And I am just going to continue. I think it's funny that you bring that up. Like you just push for more and more and more. Uh Like you're just sat, you just realize that the satisfaction not that it's all about you and your satisfaction, but the satisfaction is so much greater in him that you just keep pushing and pushing and pushing. Like, it's like you don't want to stop pushing the limits yeah. and it never runs out. That's the beautiful thing is like, it's not you're pushing for more and you get nothing. You push for more and you get more. Right. And so it's, that's what I'm doing in 2023. Well, we know, I mean, <laughs> we don't know Lou Engel personally, but he's, he's been someone we've, we've just followed his ministry yeah. over the years. We were at the call. To, I mean, you weren't born Incredible. yet, but I was at the call to 2000, the original where then when his, son was doing the Nazarite mm-hmm. vow and I'm so tickled you found that on your own yeah and you're doing the Nazarite so cool. vow I'd love for Lou to find out I've always wanted to meet him <laughs> Me too. and Dutch Sheets and yeah. Lou Engor are just two people that I just admire so much mm-hmm. but Lou has lived a fasted life wow yeah prayer just on fire you talk about revival and mm-hmm. he's prophesied that the revival in this generation is going to be greater than the rebellion i caught that wow. on a word that That's he had beautiful. and i've caught a hold of that it's exciting and so he's a he's an awesome man of god yeah. and just there's so many and mm-hmm. it, and i know that lou has to be at a place in his life where we're about the same age mm-hmm. um that man he's got to see that hey this generation we really need revival yeah but there's hope yeah, because there's young people like you, and there's mm-hmm. young people that he's around him that really wants revival. Mm-hmm. So we we got to stop again, but yeah. let's pray. <laughs> Father, we thank you today that we're yes. believing for revival. That yes. as we go into this new season, that it's going to be a time of great change. But we yes. know you're a great God, and you're in the midst of the change. So we pray you touch everyone out there yes. today in Jesus' name. Amen. Thanks for tuning in today. You can find us at AnchorChurch.live. Please let us know you're listening by filling out the digital connection card on our website. Again, that's anchorchurch.live. Remember, stand firm, stay anchored to Jesus, and you will weather any storm.